in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 106, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It's right now 106 on this Friday. This portion of the program of The John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Hey, on this Friday, whether it's lunch right now or maybe uh, have a snack later or maybe dinner, whatever it may be, stop in and see them, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of Route 146. So we're following this developing story that China state media <clears throat> is suggesting they may shoot down the plane of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi if she stops in Taiwan. Now, let me just say this, folks. I recognize that there's a lot of division. And I recognize that some people might be joking around and saying, you know, that sounds good to me. Not, not so fast. Okay. This is still the United States we're talking about. And right now, She's the Speaker of the House. So any talk of that should give everyone pause. Um, we're, we're not, you know, like, like most people. I, I'm not a fan, but I, I also, we're not going to have China shoot down the Speaker of the House of the United States Congress, plain, I mean, that, that part is not happening. That part is absolutely not happening. So, meaning, they're like, they better not. And the fact they're even threatening this shows you the outrageousness of, of China. And I want to give credit to you know, it was it was President Trump was really, to me, one of the, the first ones that drew a lot of attention um, to China and called them out. And, and this is a real test. We 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 better not back down. We do. They better not back down from this. They can't call the shots on this. They cannot in any way. We can't have a situation that Biden unclear on Taiwan position exacerbates China's uh, spurred tumult over Pelosi plane. I'm seeing right now, this is a developing story. It is a big story. And let me just check this. Beijing is issued strongly worded warnings implying China might use military force if Nancy Pelosi moves forward with a planned trip to Taiwan. Really? Hmm. Beijing, China has vigorously protested a potential visit by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan, an island democracy that China claims as its territory, warning of consequences for the U.S. I want to see um, 
new warning from China regarding the Pelosi visit. If this is in English or China. Does China believes that Here we go. atmosphere or environment for the two leaders to keep the talk going no longer exists? That's a very good question. In a phone call, Chinese and the U.S. presidents had a candid and in-depth communication and exchange on China-U.S. relations and issues of interest. The Chinese side has repeatedly made clear to the U.S. side our serious concern over Speaker Pelosi's potential visit to Taiwan and our firm opposition to the visit. If the U.S. side challenges our red line, it will be confronted with countermeasures. All possible consequences that may arise from this will be borne by the U.S. side. Well, again, that's a lot of tough talk. That is a lot of tough talk. Um, the fact that they're threatening in that manner. <laughs> uh, and then you have this. I don't even know who these people are. Means TV. She's trying to distract from her streaming service. Those people are nuts. China threatens to shoot down the Pelosi plane. How about China warned Biden? Those who play with fire will perish. Hmm. This is, um, this is not what. China advised Pelosi not to visit Taiwan. I want to play. This is uh, Brian Kilmeade had on uh, New Gingrich on Fox and Friends. Let me just play a little bit of this, folks. Here we go. Is going. How concerned are you that she's going to back out? Well, she looks. She has to make her own decision, and I'm sure the State Department is panic-stricken and begging her not to do it, because the State Department normally is into appeasing our, our enemies. But I would just say that uh, when we went 25 years ago, and I'm the highest-ranking American ever to go to Taiwan, uh, we actually went to China. And the Chinese, the Chinese communists had invited me to give speeches in Beijing and Shanghai. And then we told them, that's terrific. And by the way, we're going to go to Taiwan. And they said, you can't do that. And Gardner Peckham, who was my national security advisor, I remember listening to him on the phone yelling at the Chinese ambassador and saying, the Chinese Communist Party does not dictate the travel of the American speaker. And what we, had, what we did have to do is we left China, went to Japan, uh, stopped briefly, then went to Taiwan, and then went back to Japan. We couldn't go straight. But when we said to the Chinese communists, look, if you don't want me to come to China, that's fine. I'll just go straight to Taiwan and never come to China. They suddenly said, oh, no, no, we don't mean that. But it will hurt right. our feelings. But, Mr. Speaker, there are a lot more belligerent now. And our defense department is warning sure. her against it. And I think if we back out, the message to our allies is we're not up for yeah. the challenge. Yes. Look, it's He's exactly go the kind now. of confusion that enabled Putin to mislead himself about Ukraine. Uh, we need to be very, very clear, and this is part of why I went. We, we had a lot of tension in 96-97, and President Clinton and I collaborated in trying to send very strong signals, uh, including putting American aircraft carriers in the Taiwan Strait. So I would say she absolutely has to go now. She cannot 
allow the Chinese communist dictatorship to think that it can bully an American Speaker of the House. And frankly, she ought to tell the Pentagon and the State Department to shut up. Uh, they're, they're always timid. They're always risk averse. And they don't get it. Uh, it's very important to show strength so the Chinese communists understand that we're real and we're not just, a, as Mao called us, a paper tiger. So if you didn't get enough of Newt with Brett Baer yesterday on Fox News Sunday, and if you didn't get enough just now with me on Fox and Friends, good news. Watch America First Agenda Summit. This is going to be... Folks, again, good afternoon at 114 on this Friday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Boy, this is something to watch. Military analysts say it's likely to provide an escort for U.S. House Speaker if she proceeds with trip to Taiwan. As tension mount over U.S. House Speaker's trip, the Chinese Navy's been monitoring the USS Ronald Reagan aircraft carrier activities in the South China Sea. Pelosi Taiwan visit region tense. Chinese Navy watches U.S. warship holds, holds drills in South China Sea. Tensions mount. Nuclear-powered warship was cruising about 115 miles from the contested Fiery Cross Reef on Thursday. Two other vessels identified by Vietnam-based maritime observer as a Chinese destroyer. Um, so the Reagan and its carrier strike group left Singapore Monday headed for the South China Sea as Pelosi's trip caused a ruckus with Beijing warning that the United States will face forceful measures if it goes ahead. Beijing sees it as a move that would seriously violate China's sovereignty, regards Taiwan part of a territory, and has vowed to bring the self-ruled island under its control. The People's Liberation Army, the PLA, People's Liberation Army, is called on the U.S., to commit to its pledge not to support independence in Taiwan. Pelosi, despite being an American lawmaker, not an official of the executive branch, has been repeatedly described by Beijing as the number three of the U.S. government. The U.S. aircraft carrier strike group has been traveling northeast. If the vessel continues that direction, they will reach the Taiwan Strait. So, folks, this is all going on. Um, a former PLA instructor said the U.S. carrier strike group was likely to provide an escort for Pelosi if she proceeds with the trip to Taiwan. China's military would also be keeping a close eye on any U.S. aircraft in the carrier strike group. It's tit-for-tat, mutual surveillance. The region will be tense for a while. NBC News reported Pelosi planned a congressional delegation Plan to lead a trip to Japan, South Korea, Malaysia, Singapore. A visit to Taiwan was listed as tentative on her itinerary. Hmm. U.S. President Joe Biden has said military officials thought it was not a good idea for Pelosi to visit Taiwan. Well, now, but as Newt Gingrich is right, well, now you can't back down. Now she has to go. I mean... You, now, you know, th- this is the problem. Well, you, you can't <laughs> you can't then set it up where you are going to go and then suddenly now you're not going. So she she has put this thing in motion now 
where to call it off would look even worse. We can't be bullied by them, for crying out loud. Um, but, uh, I mean, is this, you know, let, let's see what happens. They want to test it, they're going to test it. That's for sure. Wow. House Democrats says Biden should not run for re-election in 2024. How about this? Kremlin warns U.S. against provocative moves towards China. I mean, Biden is ready to go on both ends. Hmm. I want to see if, um, let me check this, folks. And again, good afternoon at 118. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, House Democrats are being assault, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just wanted to see if there was some other update. The Pelosi thing is worth watching. That's happening in real time. And... It is a complete unknown where that's going to go. But, boy, that is China threatening us and threatening that they will shoot down her plane. They are not. Blank around and find out is what that is. Will Smith, I was fogged out. New video apologizing for slapping Chris Rock. I wouldn't mind hearing just a little. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll hear what he has to say. Why not? It's a Friday afternoon. Let's hear. Uh, it's making news. Took him a little while, to say the least. He's finally apologizing. All right, I want to play. This is um, Will Smith apologizing, apparently. Let's hear a little bit of this. Chris, I apologize. This means his movie career is really stalled because of this why didn't you apologize to chris in your acceptance speech um good question i was fogged out by that point fogged out what does that mean it's 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 all fuzzy i've reached out to chris um and the message the message that came back is that uh he's not ready to talk i don't play and when he is he will reach out um, so I will, I will say to you, um, Chris, I apologize to you. Wow. Uh, my behavior took a while was unacceptable and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Um, I, I want to apologize to Chris's mother. I saw an interview that Chris's mother did, and, you know, that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize, and, you know, I wasn't thinking, but how many people got hurt in that moment. So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to uh, Chris's family, uh, specifically Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. Well, you, you destroyed know, it. Tony Rock. When was my you man slapped, um, well, no longer and uh, this, this is this is probably irreparable um, right I spent the last three months 
um, replaying and understanding the nuances and and the complexities of what happened in in that moment. Um, And I'm not going to try to unpack all of that right now, but I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. There's no part of me that thinks that's the optimal way to handle a feeling of disrespect or or insults. After Jada rolled her eyes, did she tell you to do something? No. Yes. Um, it's like, you know, I'm, I made a choice on my own. Oh, he's answering from questions. My own experiences, from my history with Chris, Jada had nothing to do with it. Yes, she did. Uh, he sorry, laughed babe. at first. Um, I say sorry to my, my kids and, and my family for the heat that I brought on all of us. Um, to all my oh, fellow nominees. You know, this is a community. It's like I won because you, you voted for me. And it, well, it, no it one's really going to vote for you again. To have stolen and, and tarnished, tarnished your moment. Um, I can still see Quest Love's eyes. You know, it, it happened on Quest Love's uh, award, and you know, it's like I'm 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 sorry. Really, isn't sufficient. What would you say to the people who looked up to you before the slap, or people who expressed? that you let them down. Um, So there's two things. One, um, disappointing people is my central trauma. Um, I hate when I let people down. Um, So it it hurts. Uh, It hurts me psychologically and emotionally to know I didn't live up to uh, people's image and impression of me. This is and basically August. The work I'm trying to do is I am deeply remorseful oh. and I'm trying to wow. be remorseful without being ashamed of myself. All right? I'm a human and I made a mistake and I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of shit. All right. Oh, um, I'm sorry, folks. All right. I didn't know he was. Good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 9 FM. Uh, right now it is 124. And that was Will Smith with his uh, big apology. I want to play for you this story that I've been um, touching on a little bit. And it has to do with a, a machete fight and attack. Just the uh, the other night in Providence, I almost went to cover this, but this is um, this shows you just who is out on the streets, 
This guy kept a machete in his car. Listen to the story from uh, NBC 10. This exclusive security footage shows someone wielding a machete, a machete Wednesday night and even hitting a person. That's right, and tonight the owner is speaking out on what unfolded here in front of his business. Tonight, team's Cal Dabowski is there right now with the story you're seeing only on 10 right now. Cal? Well, good evening, Dan and Patrice. Yeah, that incident was caught on one of the several security cameras that are set up right here at that liquor store. Now, earlier today, the business had plenty of customers, but not before that frightening scene on Wednesday. We own this business almost four years, and this is the first time it happened to, to us. An apparent verbal confrontation turning into a machete melee in Providence. Exclusive security footage from Wednesday night shows multiple people involved in an altercation in the parking lot of downtown liquors at the corner of Ashburton and Charles Street just before closing time. It appears to start when a person on a bicycle knocks into another bike on the ground. Two people, one in a black t-shirt and another in a blue t-shirt, appear to take issue with the rider, who after a moment enters the store. A few minutes later, the bike rider re-emerges in the parking lot, where there appears to be more verbal fighting. At this point, tensions boil over. The man in the blue shirt takes what Providence police say is a machete out of his gray SUV, swinging it at the bike rider's bicycle. Moments later, the bike rider picks up the bike, throws it at the man in the blue t-shirt, causing the machete to fall to the ground. The bike rider then scoops it up, more bikes are thrown, and the weapon is wielded. A person looks to be slashed. He's like, like macho man. He's just like going back and forth. The gray SUV's driver's side tires appear to be slashed. Store owner Charlie Patel was at home when his employee called. I shot my camera at home, and I was watching on, on, on the floor, and I thought, oh, wow, what, what is this going on? It's right behind, like, in outside my store, so it's pretty scary. The person in the black T-shirt, who appeared to be hit by the machete, ran inside the store, according to Patel, leaving some blood behind. He came to the store, get, get the help, and I, one of my employees called the police, and the police came in. And police arrived a few minutes later, but not before they say all subjects fled the scene. Patel says he gave the employee on duty the day off on Thursday. I don't blame asked police for a favor. We talked to police department and they're going to soon buy once a while around, like around the that time. That's an idea. And police say there oh, are good. no gonna... suspects in this incident. No victims were reported at any of the hospitals in the area. While Patel did call the incident on Wednesday scary, he says this isn't going to affect his business as ours. Live in Providence, Cal Domowski, NBC 10 that is um, still a wild situation. All right, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's 127. Um, let me see if we can reach our friend, John Francis, who I believe should be back from his uh, vacation. Um, hmm. Interesting. Um. Let me see if we can reach our friend. I believe he is back from uh, vacation. And it is uh, John Francis of Competition Shooting Supplies. All right. Oh, busy. All right, we'll call him back in a few minutes. Um, if that is the case, folks, again, good afternoon. I, I want to play another. This, this Pelosi situation is developing. It is very serious. And... This, you know, I, I, I don't, I want to see exactly how this is going <clears> to <throat> play out, but they're threatening to shoot down her plane. But now it's, now it's a matter of, um, if she wants to visit Taiwan, now she needs to go to Taiwan. 
We can't have them threatening. We can't have them threatening us in that way. Now they are threatening us. China's threatening response to House Speaker indicates they could be denying an invasion of the island sooner than expected. Boy, this is really going to test the United States now. And this is all new, by the way. Um, Washington should abide by one China principle, said President Jing. Um, let's see, Squawk Box. All Nancy Pelosi says, I'm not backing down, I'm postponing it. Tom Friedman, don't fight two, two pissarros. Let me, let me hear this. This was uh, Tom Friedman on... Squawk box. Listen to this. I know you probably saw this yesterday. It is the New York Post that talks about uh, President Biden, his son's uh, business dealings in China. It's the it's the New York Post. It's not the Washington Post. It's not the uh, the New York Times. In your view, would you say there's been a reluctance uh, for major media outlets to pursue that story? Um, and is that okay? Do you think? And or is it important? Do you feel it's important that we follow the evidence here? To see where it all leads, whether uh, the president's son benefited from influence peddling or whether even the president himself may have benefited uh, President Biden himself from influence peddling. Is it a story? Absolutely. You, you pursue these stories up to their innermost parts. Um, uh, I know the New York Times um, felt it didn't pursue it um, originally as much as it wanted to. Then it followed up, uh, as I recall. Not an expert on that story, but yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for getting to the truth wherever it leads. It, I just, uh, it plays into the Pelosi piece. It, it, there are people on, on the other side of the aisle, uh, not from where you are, but think that it's very important for her to go there. And backing down now sends a very bad signal to the rest of the world that, that we can be bullied or cajoled by President Xi or by, by mainland China to, I don't know, that it sends a bad signal for our ultimate um, relationship with Taiwan, whether we have one. You know, honestly, Joe, I think it, 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 all Nancy Pelosi has to say is I'm not backing down, but I'm postponing it because the context right now um, could be inflammatory. I yeah. stand by Taiwan. I'm just postponing the trip. Uh, it, that, it, it almost looks like President Biden does have uh, some type of weird relationship with with china it, it could have something that if we knew the rest of this other story and where that ultimately leads maybe Joe, that informs Joe, his decision no this is this is hardcore geopolitics as i said at the beginning china did something really important uh in the most important geopolitical story of our time right now and that is the ukraine uh, effort to push russia out of ukraine china did that for its own reasons um, but that is very important to our geopolitical interests, and we should be focusing on sustaining, keeping China out of that war. I want to hear, can I hear part of that again, please? at once, that's stupid. Yeah. I think it, 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 all Nancy Pelosi has to say is I'm not backing down, but I'm postponing it because the context right now um, could be inflammatory. I stand by Taiwan, I'm just postponing the trip. Uh, it, it, it almost looks like President Biden does have uh, some type of weird relationship with, with China. It, it could have something that if we knew the rest of this other story and where that ultimately leads, maybe that informs us. This, no? this, is, this is hardcore geopolitics. As I said at the beginning, China did something really important. Uh, in the most important geopolitical story of our time right now, and that is the Ukraine uh, effort to push Russia 
out of Ukraine. China did that for its own reasons. Um, but that is very important to our geopolitical interests. And we should be focusing on sustaining, keeping China out of that war. Whoa. Don't fight two superpowers. Wow. This is, um, you know, I'm looking right now that they are preparing for war. Folks, right now it's 133 preparing for war. He's not wrong. China's post preparing for war draws wide support ahead of Army Day. Short social media post by the PLA, 80th Group Army, generated high, amid high morale Chinese soldiers, the 95th anniversary of the founding of the PLA, escalating tensions across Taiwan. Hmm. I, I, I mean, is there anyone that is confident that right now that Biden knows what he's doing? Like, are you kidding me? All right, let me see if we can reach uh, our friend John Francis. Nope, still busy. All right, we'll try him back. Hmm. Are you, what? <laughs> well, we can't have them shoot down Pelosi's plane. That much we know. Definitely can't have them shoot down because now it's it's not her, it's the Speaker of the House. That's what happens. Definitely can't have that happen. I think this is also interesting. A robot server brings meals to patrons at a Warwick restaurant. This could be the future. When you walk into Lemongrass, you might hear someone shout meow. That is Bella, she means business. She's a robot. Help servers deliver plates to tables. It's a sushi restaurant. You know, I actually want to hear this. I would be very curious to see that. I mean, this could certainly help a lot of the restaurants that can't find help. They're going to be replaced by a robot. Let me hear this. Very interesting. Servers could really change the fundamental of everything. Here in town, Lemongrass, a popular sushi spot in Warwick, has been creating quite the buzz after customers were first greeted by a robot hostess last month. But there's more to it. The robot brings you your food and can even sing you happy birthday. 12 News reporter Sheena Loshudo went to take a look herself and has a story new at 6. Well, when you first hear about a robot at a restaurant, you might ask, is this taking somebody's job? But the employees here at Lemongrass say that's not what it's like at all. They really appreciate the robot's help. So this is Bella. She's our newest addition to the restaurant. That's your table number. Here. The name's Bella. Carefully picking it up. And she means business. Wow. She's been helpful to carry plates to big parties and the guests oh. love her. The kids really like to interact with her. She'll go right over there. Employees at Lemongrass and Warwick say when it comes to the robot server, there's more than meets the eye. So much easier carrying things for big parties. The robot has the layout down. It brings your food right from the kitchen. That's and when wild. it gets there, a human server will be right behind. And when you hear the voice, you can't help but turn to see what's going on. And it's really, it's, it's cute. It's very cute and enjoyable. You can go to four tables at a time. Longtime employee Hannah Merding says it's not like Bella is replacing someone. She says she shouldn't be thought of like a self-checkout at a grocery store. Instead, a device that's making the job a lot easier. Just a helper and like a fun toy. They just take the food from the shelf 
you know, but it's really cute. And then when it's done serving, it turns around and walks away. And the restaurant owner here says businesses have a few different options. There are several different robot companies out there. In this case, though, the restaurant bought the robot for about $15,000. Reporting in Warwick, I'm Sheena Lushudo, 12 News. Never calls out sick. Never complains. Won't leave for a new job. 15 grand. That sounds like a pretty good deal. That sounds like a very good deal, as a matter of fact. All right, folks, let's see if we can reach our friend John Francis back from uh, vacation. I noticed he had a uh, posting, some postings on Facebook. Find out what kind of inventory he has. Folks, there he is. He is back from vacation. It is our friend John Francis. Welcome back, John Francis. Thanks, John. How are you? Very well. How was the vacation? Not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I went to uh, Ohio and um, I shot in three separate uh, bullseye precision pistol events. Uh, we started uh, July 4th and it ended on July 17th. Wow. And how'd you make out? Yeah. Um, I didn't hurt anybody. All right. That's a win. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, you know, I just, you know, between, I just did not have, I haven't had the lack of, uh, I haven't had enough time to get enough training or practice in, so. Now, John Francis, just, see, uh, go ahead. No, it's just, uh, just, you know, I didn't do anywhere near as well as I had uh, hoped that I would do. Well, come on. You're a little rusty. Now, you do have some good postings, though. Can we walk through your new Glock model? Yes. Uh, so, um, I got in the standard 43X and the 43X MOS. Uh, so, that's a 10-round um, only. Um, they come with two magazines. The MOS version is optics ready, so uh, that's been a lot pretty popular with folks these days. So oh. if you want to put a miniature optic on the gun, it's set up to do it. Wow. And the MOS version has the accessory rail uh, underneath the uh, in front of the gun. So if you want to add, add an additional light laser uh, setup, you can do that. And I also got the Glock Model 45 uh, MOS, so that model is a hybrid between the full-size 17 and the compact 19. Oh. So it's the full-size frame, but the compact top end. So, uh, and that, again, it's got the same features, it's got the rail, and you can, and it's got the ability to put an optic on it. Folks, we're speaking with John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street. John Francis, are you also watching this uh developing story that China is threatening that if Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi travels to Taiwan, that they're going to shoot her plane down out of the sky? That, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, frankly, I think, uh, you know, and God help me, but I think they'd be doing us a favor. Uh, I know, but aside from that, she's still the Speaker of the House. We can't have China um, making threats you know, to the United they've States. They've been grandstanding for a while now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do they honestly think that, you know, the, you know that we're just going to look the other way? Right. Even with Joe Biden in the White House? Yeah. When you huh. shoot down the third, the, the person who's third in line of succession to, right. the, to the presidency? Yeah. But our ships, this I is... Mean, that's, uh, that's an assault, on, that's an assault on, uh, on, on our government. That's right. And also on NATO, as so, a matter of fact. 
Mm. Yeah. So they're not, they're not going to do anything like that. All right. A lot of tough talk, though. A lot of tough talk. John Francis, what are your hours for today, for tomorrow? You're back in action. Um, how are you for ammo? How are you stocked? Uh, so I have plenty of ammo. I've got nine. I've got 380, 40, 45. I got uh, a decent assortment of 22. Uh, that's 7.6 through 39, 308, 5.56, 223. We got 12 gauge target. Not too much, not a lot in that, but I, I still, I do have some target rounds. Um, weather's looking pretty good. It's getting, getting hot again, but should be okay for the weekend and uh so today i'm open till six and tomorrow uh nine to four and folks also i'm gonna drop off to john francis we have some copies it's a brand new book the woking dead how society's vogue virus destroys our culture and also the new book by dick morris about the trump presidency we're going to uh, drop those off and john francis can reward some of his loyal customers with a brand new this book is brand new on the shelves destined to be a bestseller that's us all right folks thank you john francis i will see you soon remember you're the defender of the faith and welcome back thanks john all right folks there it is john francis competition shooting supplies we do have a copy of the new book the return trump's big 2024 comeback by dick morris uh that and then also this is a brand new book and some copies were sent to me the woking dead how society's vogue virus destroys our culture. The forward voted by Jason Matera, um, AJ Rice. We're going to, um, we will have those. And we're actually, I'm going to get them to John Francis. <laughs> so he can uh, reward them with who he thinks appropriate. Well, right now it is 143. I think from what I, I want to jump back just for a moment. This Channel 10, they did the first debate of the Democrat candidate's lieutenant governor. And I want to give credit. Folks, right now it's 143. That, that's Cynthia Mendez. I, I give her credit. Boy, she came out swinging big time. And I, I haven't seen the full. We were playing some of the clips last hour. I believe Channel 10, they have it up online. And they're going to, um, yeah, they, they have it online and then it's going to be aired. But this is the debate. Ford Lieutenant Governor. From what I heard, that's Cynthia Mendez. I mean, she is very fiery. I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna watch the whole thing. I may say that she won the debate. And I don't come to that lightly. Uh Deborah Giro seems too vanilla and not prepared. It may be the first debate she's ever done of this scale. And Sabina Matos just says whatever the McKee people tell her to say. But that's Cynthia Mendez. Now, granted, I don't agree with a lot of her her stands, and she's running with Matt Brown. But um, let me jump into this a little bit more. See, we'll just dip into this a little bit. This is Deborah Giro. Oh, this is the... Of course, they're arguing about abortion. Freedom for women. I'm just glad that we did what we did in 2019 so that Rhode Island is a state that honors women's 
choice for reproductive freedom. Same follow-up though to you that I had for Ms. Matos, which is did you what did you make any efforts behind the scenes at the very influential post you have in house finance? Yes. It's something I I care very deeply about. I have real clarity on this that it's really important. And what is going on with the US Supreme Court is pretty frightening. So it's important that we safeguard as much as we can on the state level. I don't think anybody thought we needed to do that two years ago, and it has been glaringly important that we need to do that, and hopefully it will happen as soon as, if not us going back this year, as soon as next year. Ms. Mendes, you and Mr. Brown have been strongly supportive of this, say it should have happened already, but as you know, as recently as 2016, you were posting anti-abortion messages on social media. Why should voters today who are worried about this issue trust you when you say you are so strongly pro-choice when not so many years ago you were not? Yeah, this is a very important question. Um, I've been very transparent about it, and I think it's important. I grew up in a very religious conservative home, and um, thankfully, due to strong feminists that were in my life and being able to go back to school and take sociology classes, I was able to understand the importance of our rights and autonomy over our body. And uh, to keep in mind, that was also when I was just a citizen. I wasn't in politics and was able to explore and grow, as many Rhode Islanders have. Um, but here's a problem, and we have a major problem with people passing the buck. We could have had the Equality and Abortion Care Act um, in 2021. We could have had it in 2022. And so when we are asked what we will do with the power that we have, I sit across um, my opponents and ask, as Lieutenant Governor, why did um, Lieutenant Governor Matos not put out a statement and demand that the Equality and Abortion Care Act come to the floor and ask for it come to the floor. And second thing, um, uh, for Rep. Ruggiero, um, the bill was heard in House Finance, and it was held for further study immediately. What was her vote? Did she vote for it to be held for further study? It, it is unbelievable that we are in this time where women are, are, are um, buckling to the wishes of the men in charge rather than fighting for our rights. And so what we do with the power we have is tremendously important. And from the day that I've had power, from the day that I've walked into politics, um, which was a surprise to do, um, I have been vocal and a champion, and I have never become compliant or obedient to the man in charge that have blocked our rights. I'm that gonna let each of your opponents respond on yeah. the first. So I just wanna say that I have been working my entire career to support uh, women's in leadership and to support women's rights. I can't even pay and hold the company accountable. Ms. Mendes? They do need to be held accountable. There's actually a bill that is been Hold on, here we go. I want to hear a different topic. It has not moved because we do not have leaders, uh, the Senate president or the Speaker of the House, that are willing to move on it. And it's called PIP. It is to address um, utility increases and, and to keep it low for low-income people and for working-class families. Um, that piece of legislation I mean, I would never vote this for particular her, outrageous increase. Yes, the PUC should step in. But the... The reason why this is like, um, big increase. The soccer stadium stuff was pretty good. This is happening is because the utility companies and the fossil fuel companies. Go back here. Ways, while working class people are often left holding the bag. We've seen it before. It's uh, 38 studios all over again. This is about we the soccer stadium. Giving these big tax giveaways because they are not helpful to people. What would be helpful is if we start taxing the rich. 
if we start making sure they mean. pay their fair share. That's ridiculous. Of, um, taxing the middle class the and then giving their money to luxury terrible as it is. at every turn. And those same luxury developers happen to donate to campaigns. And it's not accidental that these deals happen um, when they are well-funding campaigns that um, green light these deals. It's problematic. We need to get money out of politics and we need to stop these giveaways. Ms. Matos, you've been a strong supporter of the stadium Folks, deal. Who's on the stadium deal? The administration. What do you say to that criticism that, that taxpayers should not be having to put this level of money into what is in the end a private development? I have been a strong advocate for the stadium to be built in Pawtucket. Pawtucket already lost the pot so and what? right now we start there being successful. It has one of the best attendance for a AAA a team in, um, in, in, uh, for baseball. We lost that opportunity. Look, this is the we lieutenant lost, governor. We lost that opportunity. This stadium means that this is an economic development that's going to increase the economic um, power within the Pawtucket uh, in the downtown area. Pawtucket needs need this project to happen. That's why I was so vocal about supporting governor. the project. And I'm glad that the governor um, voted to break the tide in support of Pawtucket and the Pawtucket community. Before we go to Ms. Richard, what do you say to the criticism that these developers are giving campaign contributions to the same governor who cast the tie-breaking vote right. for their development? Yep. I think that that's, uh, that's not a, the right statement. I can tell you based on my yes, experience it is. That's accurate. working as a municipal leader, working as the uh, president of the Providence City Council, you need development and you need the resources and you need the incentives in order to create those developments. Those developments are the ones that are going to motivate other developments that are going to happen within the community. I have seen that happen in, in my community that I've represented in Oneville. You can see the difference that had happened within um, those 10 years in which I've represented the community. What is she this is part about? of what is needed in order to incentivize, incentivize the economy. Mr. Jerry, here a clear contrast uh, between your two opponents there on this mm -hmm. issue. If you had been the governor and you were facing that vote, Listen, whether to break the tie, dodge let the it question. go forward or let the deal die, how would you have voted? Well, without having all the information, oh, I can't say exactly how one would vote. I can say Why? that Pawtucket yes, can. truly needs to be a economic, a vibrant destination. And With this type of attitude, she's not going to win. I'm not saying she would have won anyway. The one that, boy, that Sabina Matos, it's like if there's no way you would believe she's the lieutenant governor of the state. There's just no way. Holy cow. That's who the, I mean, she's Lieutenant Governor of Rhode Island. Good God. All right, folks, this at 151. Good afternoon. It's Friday. It's July 29th. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Now, this Nancy Pelosi story needs something to watch. This is very, very serious. U.S.-China warships face off in South Sea, preparing for war. That's a big story. Another story out there is that Will Smith has finally apologized. And, you know, good for Chris. Chris Rock's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't need to. And all this other foolishness. Um, uh, I... um. How about the D.C. mayor requests National Guard help with migrants who've been busted D.C.? 73 illegals found living in a stash house. Black women who once hated guns embracing them as crime sores. I think so. I'm not surprised at that. Closer to home, I thought yesterday was a 
Good day, the race for governor. See, Sabina Matos does not help Governor McKee with her performance. She really doesn't. Deborah Jero was, I thought, played it way too safe. But she hasn't done debates. Listen, that's Cynthia Mendez. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote for her, but she is who she is. Not afraid to take a shot on the, um, the stadium situation, that's for sure. It's 152. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The, uh, but the drought situation really continues here. Folks, there she is on this Friday. The Queen of Health joins us. It's Marie. Good afternoon, Marie. Good afternoon. Happy summer. Happy summer. Happy. Marie, do you ever recall a time? I mean, I, I don't like a rainy day in the summer either, but boy, this is a real drought. It is. We could use some rain. We could. Now, with all this heat and humidity, this is also, Marie, a situation. And again, folks, we're speaking to Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, this is a time that people have to be careful about possibly dehydrating. They certainly do. When it gets hot and you're sweating a lot, you're not just sweating out water, you're sweating out minerals that your body needs. So it's important to replace those, to replenish them. Gatorade and those kinds of drinks have a lot of sugar in them. That's right. So they're not necessarily the best thing to be drinking all day. No. Nope. Unless you're super active. That's why they're fine for athletes because they're, you know, they're very active. Right. But we have electrolytes in liquid form that you just put drops into your water or into your drink. And then we do have powdered form, some drinks that are kind of like a Gatorade, but they're a healthier version that have all the minerals in them that you need. I highly recommend take doing that during the day. Yeah. Now, folks, also remember, health is so important. Uh, Marie, COVID, the strain is still out there. This is a time people focus. Focusing on the health, and you have so many great things at It's My Health 1099 Mended Road in Cumberland that you can help people remain healthy. Absolutely. I, I like to focus on the immune products in general um, all the time, but as we continue to deal with this virus and, and others that will come in the fall as well um, to keep the immune system up. So we have some nice combination products that have a lot of the things that people would be looking for for their immune system, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, cursidin. We have, and then we have things individually if people are in need of one thing more than another. And Marie, what about some of the herbs and spices that you carry? So we carry a number of herbs that people use to make teas or they make their own tinctures, which is where you put them in, in some form of alcohol like vodka or whatever. And it sits for a few weeks so that it extracts all that goodness out of there. And then you use so many drops, you know, a day to, to get that herb into your system. We also have, uh, you know, people use those herbs even in their cooking they'll add in the winter time astragalus just putting it into putting it into your soups because it's really good for the immune system and then we have a number of spices and people come in to get 
just enough for a recipe, a tablespoon of this, a teaspoon of that. Um, we're fine to do that. We sell it by the ounce or we'll sell it by the teaspoon if that's what you need. And you're, if it's something you wouldn't keep in the, if you kept it in the shelf, it would go bad. So you come and get it only when you need it. And folks, Marie is known for her service. She's right, located 1099 Mended Road in Cumberland. Marie, do you feel extra pressure that people talk about that you really bring personal service to a different level? No, that's what we're here for. Um, anyone can order online, right? But you can't ask online a lot of questions. Yep. So that's what we're here for. There are so many products and it can be very overwhelming. And people usually have multiple things going on, not just one. So we have conversations to help prioritize what they're trying to do. So that's what I think we offer the most is that conversation and to help them sort through the options in the natural health world. Do you feel sometimes extra pressure that you are the queen of health? <laughs> no pressure. I deal with one customer at a time, one situation at a time, and if anyone I can help just makes my day worthwhile. Now, you're open right now until what time? Until 5.30 today and then tomorrow from 9 to 4. All right. Folks, it is Marie... The Queen of Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, happy Friday. Keep up the good work. Say hello to the luckiest man in the Northeast, and we will talk to you again. Have a great weekend, John. Thank you. All right, folks. There it is, Marie. She's so modest. Hey, stop in. What I like is she is so committed, and she has quality merchandise, and she's so knowledgeable especially with hemp and CBD products, whether for yourself or pets. But, you know, you don't have to shop online. You could support a local business like our friend Marie. Always optimistic, always upbeat. And she is just so delightful to deal with. She's a joy. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Right now it's 158. It's Friday afternoon. It's July 29th. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Right now, I was there on a Friday outside on the deck enjoying delicious clam cakes and chowder. That could be you. If you're on 146, you could pull right in. I'm so envious. 146, Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Right off 146, you're 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. And they have the outdoor on the deck. I love it, the air conditioning for you. And it works very effectively. Well, folks, at 159, I want to thank everyone for another huge week here on the show. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Visit the website, dipetro.com. Great job by the great Jeff Gamach. Folks, next week we're going to find out more. Kevin McCarthy is uh, expected to be in Rhode Island. I think we're going to have Kevin as a, as a guest. We have a lot more guests coming up. Remember, visit the website. If you miss anything, you want to support the show, you can purchase something in the shop on the website, topetro.com. The big story to uh, listen for coming up is this situation, potential problem with China and Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. Enjoy your Friday. WNRI Socket. Will you win?